Hello and welcome to A Table for One. Thanks for joining your hosts, Jeanette Aycock and Shanta Langford, as we savor the single feast of life. And join us as we chat and share about the over 40 life experience. Happy New Year. So, which brings me to the question, when do you stop saying it? Like, I thought when you first see people that you haven't seen since 2019, and when you see them again, you know, at the start of the new year. Uh-huh. But when is it, when do you supposed to stop? Because some people, I guess it's, is it, I don't know, is it for the month of January? Or, because some people I won't see until February. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and then if you're not seeing them until February, are you really serious about wishing them a happy new year? What role does this person play in your life? <laughs> You've been so busy all of January, you couldn't say happy new year, or even text them. Well, you know, I mean, certain people I don't see, I don't see a lot, I hate to say it, at church, you know. Um, oh, well, yes. Well, that'll be the subject of another podcast, <laughs> but... Oh my God. But you know what I'm saying? I was thinking about that the other day. You know, what would Emily Post say? Like, because I, well, the only reason why I'm asking that question is because last week I was doing some temp work and I hadn't seen these people since before Christmas, you know? Uh-huh. And so yes. I, when I saw one of the people, I said, Happy New Year. And they were like, Oh yeah, Happy New Year. <laughs> And in my head, I was like, exactly when am I supposed to stop saying that? Yes. I don't know. These are the well, things that I ponder. Whatever is your comfort level. Uh, you know, some some people you just, you haven't seen. Uh, I guess, sort of, my rule of thumb is, you know, somewhere around January 26th is Robert Burns' birthday. And I think, uh, you know, when you start to transition to another so-called holiday, it may be time to stop wishing the person uh, <laughs> Happy New Year. Well, yeah, so, not because we've gone, well, we've gone into Chinese New Year. Yes. You know, you can, you'll get behind, you know, after a while, you just have a laundry list of salutations you have to present to people. Happy New Year, Happy Martin Luther King Day, Happy Robert Burns Birthday, Gung Hai Fat Choi. It just yeah, interminably. Is it the year of the dog? Rat. Oh, it's the year of the rat. Okay. Year of the rat. Last year was the year of the pig. Um. No, I think it's the rat. Do you know? No, I said last year. Last year was the year of the pig. Oh. Yeah. I do know what mine is. Oh. It's rabbit. Uh, what is yours? Uh, dragon. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you know what that means? Do you know any of what... I always forget. Uh, well, there's something about, with the dragon, about, uh, I don't know, discernment <laughs> and being definitive and all of these things that you could pretty much generically say about yeah, but I sort of like saying I'm in the year of the dragon. It reminds me of old movies and Mickey Rourke, who I think starred in that movie. Oh, so. right. So. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I I forgot what the rabbit means. What is your What is your zodiac sign? Uh, Taurus. Oh, okay. The bull. And, I'm. And what do you mean by that? <laughs> Yes, the bull. Lots of bull. Um, I am a Scorpio, and I am true to my sign, let's just say. Ah, and what are the key features you feel you exemplify? Well, I'm overly possessive. I'm vindictive. I'm, um... Uh... And there's a certain le- level of mystery. Well, people assume, and uh, <laughs> very. I would. I would concur. Very passionate, let's say. Yes. Um, 
and very um what's the word i'm looking for uh i'm a true friend like i once i like you or i trust that's it you know i'm i'm your road dog i'm i'm you know i'm behind you 100 percent. so well i would definitely agree with that yeah I would. but i definitely am vindictive Oh, it might well, not. It I'm, might. It might not. Ta Listen, let me tell you something. When I tell people I'm going to get you back, I mean it. Oh, well, well, forewarned is forearmed, <laughs> I guess. Well, here. Well, I'm saying, but not in a very like ooga booga way. Um, years ago, one of my friends who actually we used to sing together, um, we were roommates at the time and she used to work at Electra Records. And we were watching um, the American Music Awards, right? Mm -hmm. And she was an assistant for one of the top uh, AR people. So, and I, I'm only prefacing this by because you'll get why this meant something. So we're watching it and Metallica won, right? And they were signed to Elektra. So one of the guys... He says, and we'd like to thank Lisa. And that was my friend's name, right? And she goes, oh, my God, that is so amazing. He thanked me. You know, he said he was going to thank me, and he thanked me. Okay, fine. I thought, oh, that's great. That's wonderful, right? And I'm so excited about it or whatever. So it might have been a day or two later, she says to me, um, you remember the other night when we were watching that, that show and I told you that that was me? That wasn't me. That was actually somebody else. I was just, I was just playing with you. Oh. And I said to her, okay. And everybody thought it was funny, right? I said, all right, I'm going to get you back. Uh -huh. It took me over a year. Yeah, it was over a year. And what happened was I used to sit reception at this advertising agency. And we had one of our phones in, in one of the dummy, uh, you know, like a hot desk. Uh-huh. So what I did was I called her boyfriend and I used a Russian accent and I said that we had heard her tape or something and we were interested in hearing more of her. You know, we wanted to audition her more and if she could just call this number and we can set up the audition. Uh -huh. And he believed me. He gave her the message and I, I gave a specific time for her to call back. She uh -huh. called back and I just picked up the phone and I said, gotcha, bitch. <gasps> Shut up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, and let's just say she said to me, you know what? Let, let's not do this again because oh, you take it yes. to a whole other level yes I you did. did yes you if did. you're gonna clown me in front of all our friends and you think it's so hilarious and so funny ha 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 okay i got you <laughs> oh. well I, i'm sure she did not do this again no she did not and we're still we're still great friends i mean <laughs> She's probably too frightened to be otherwise. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not it. I mean, you know. But uh, I think, yeah, it, I had a lot of time on my hands, clearly. But um, <laughs> but anyway, so tonight we were going to talk about resolutions. <laughs> Maybe that should be my resolution. <laughs> to let, uh, let things go. Let things go. Do you feel like you mellowed in that respect absolutely not oh i mean not even a little bit no i mean i th well i think huh that's an interesting question no because i still do crazy stuff i still i you know I, no i haven't it's just gotten a little bit more creative uh, okay. When I see an opportunity, I'm not a practical joker, quote unquote. Um, but when I see an, op an open opportunity, 
then I'm, I will, you know, it's like, Hey, this is, this is great. This works out. So my ex boss, hence the name ex boss. Anyway, (laughs) my ex boss for a time, you remember when that people were sending anthrax to the mail and all that other stuff? Yes. So yeah, very scary. Yes. So I was an executive assistant and this joker used to always have me open his mail because he was oh. afraid that somebody was going to send a bomb or something, you know, whatever. Uh, and I said to him, first of all, you're not that important. Like, <laughs> who, who are you that somebody would be sending a bomb? You know, like, okay, whatever. So this one, so he would always do that. Right. And so this one particular time, we had had a team building activity because I, I used to do the conferences. I would organize the conferences. So we had this team building activity. And one of the team building things we had to do, we had to do it. It was timed, right? So I had a timer at the office. Oh, so yeah. it was on a Monday. He was out of the office and he had been out for a couple of days. And he had a package like a, you know, one of those brown envelopes delivered. And... Yeah. Um, he, he wasn't in the office. I, I, you know, I signed for it. So he comes back to the office on a, maybe a Wednesday or Thursday. And I remember that I had that package and then I thought I got it. So what I did was I took the timer, I turned it on and I opened the package and I stuck the timer inside the package. Oh no. And I, I sealed it. Right. And so he's in his office and I said, Oh, Hey, while you were out, you got a, you had a package and he goes, Oh, and I said, here it is. So I hand it to him and he picks it up. And all of a sudden he hears tick, 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 tick. And for a split second, the look on his face was priceless. And then uh, that might be one way of describing it. Yes. it no, it was absolutely priceless. And then, and then he, he shifted for us and then he looked at me, he goes, you're an asshole. <laughs> uh, you have been busted. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god, it was so classic. Classic Shanta. Yes. Isn't that hilarious? I mean, first of all, uh, you're gonna have me opening up your pack. You don't care if I get blown up. Clearly. The official royal taste. What? I'm a soldier, okay? I went out a soldier. Let's just say that. So, you know, I feel that I was owed that. So. That's what I'm saying. Opportunity. Was that not a classic opportunity? Come on, man. That's that's comedy gold right there. Well, yes, it is. But in keeping with our theme of resolution, (laughs) you feel like you have resolved to... uh, Treat your fellow man any differently in 2020 than you did in 2019? No, I mean, I mean, I'm always going to be kind and, and good to people, but I think because you get close to people, so you, like I said, it's these op- these little opportunities yes. to kind of yes. do a little jab, um, uh-huh. and and also you gauge your audience. I knew that my friend. She yeah. was going to she was going to take it in jest and I knew that my boss knew the kind of sense of humor I had and I knew he would take it in a favorable way. I mean, yeah, if I thought for I one second that's, that's the key. Yeah. yeah, if I thought for one second that if he heard that tick 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 and he had a heart attack, you know, like I <laughs> I wouldn't have done it. You know what I'm saying? I think right. I gauge right. the I gauge the people in the audience in terms of who who it is that it, that's going to be have the gift of Shanta, let's say. So, yes. you know, I, I don't go around just willy-nilly, you know, just causing havoc, you know, practical <laughs> jokes all over the place. No, it's not that. It's just little opportunities that you have. Yes, with people that you know well. And you yeah, know and you know you know how they're going to take it. I mean, if I, if, if I knew that a person didn't take well to uh, surprises or practical jokes or things like that, Absolutely not. I mean, you know, because that part of the humor of doing something like that is the person, the person enjoys it to a certain degree. Yeah. I mean, you don't do yeah. something so crazy and out of the, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like 
you know, calling somebody saying someone died in a plane crash. You know, some like just something that the person probably probably might not recover from. For yes. uh, recover long yes. enough for you to say it was a joke. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's nothing like that. It's just, you know, I think well, I don't have the opportunities I used to have in terms of. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think given if I had an opportunity, well, I can't say that because I just did something actually. Oh. To one of my co. <laughs> oh. <laughs> one of my co. Yeah, I mean, but he was so good. I mean, it's just you. You have these these precious moments, and you just can't give them up. You can't give them up. No. Must, uh, let me say, though, I must say in your defense that, you know, you kind of slide over the part where you say, you know, I, I'm kind, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't care from doing something nice for people, and I, I want to just build that up a bit, because that's the side of you that I know and love. And, right, you know, but... shocked by it because you know my no, personality no, i mean no, i think i'd be more i would be humor. right i know you i know but see here's the thing i know you have a great sense of humor but if you told me oh i did this practical joke i'd be surprised because i know you get the joke right yes but i know but based on how i know you i know that that's not you you're not gonna how can i do something you know devilish and you know yes. That's not yeah. you, but you would get the joke. So, and I, yeah, I but, and that's what I'm saying. If I did something, yeah. if I did a practical joke with you, first of all, it's an inside joke for first and foremost, which is part of the reason why the person can get it. Yes. <laughs> but it's a universal um, act that I do. Yeah. So, you know, to set it up like with my boss, I had to set it up and tell you he always had me open mail because he always thought it was a bomb or something. So that's where it set it up where you understood, oh, that is classic that you actually had a timer. You could put it, you know what I'm saying? That. So, so that's what I'm saying, it, you know, but I'm saying, but. He obviously would get it, you know. That's the well, and also, but like you said, yeah. people get me. They know me. It's like once you, you've hung around me, you know. That that's not out of the realm of possibility that I would do something so crazy, you know, and just crack up. I'm just cracking myself up. Oh, Lord, I've just been cracking up about it, you know, but I think it's interesting what you say about resolutions, because I think one of the things I've, I've been in the past few years, and I think as you get older, you definitely do this. And I don't know if you do this, but I each year resolve to be kind to myself and appreciate things about myself that I never really appreciated before, you know? Um, and on some level, I appreciate the fact that I can, I think of these creative ways to do things, you know, I, that are, and so I don't think of them anymore as being, Oh, I'm a weirdo or whatever, which I possibly am, but but I appreciate the fact that, you know, I can see the humor in things and I can take a joke just as much as I can give a joke, which, you know, yes. it goes hand in hand. Um, so I think in, when you're talking about resolutions, it's 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 being much more kind to who I am and you want to be a better version of yourself each year. And that's what I strive for. Just a better version of myself from last year. You know, and I don't know what that means. And I think that's where my spirituality comes into place because I don't know what I need to work on. I mean, there's certain things you might know that you've been working on for years and it's, you know, you keep struggling every year to lose however many pounds or to, to work out more, to all those things, whatever those things are. Yeah, so yeah. what I do now is I look at how I was this time last year, right, to now. And I can safely say I have made a couple of changes that I'm work, you know, that I am very different today than I was last year this time. Mm -hmm. 
with with a couple of things that I've been working on for a very long time. Um, now there's some other things that I need to start working on, but I I find it rewarding that a couple of things that I've been struggling and struggling and struggling with, I finally found, you know, that what they say that that a sweet spot. <laughs> Yes. You know? Um, so I feel better than I, about this certain, you know, thing. I feel better about it this year than I did same time last year. Well, and uh, as you're mentioning that, I wonder if part of feeling better about it has anything to do with a, a greater appreciation and self-acceptance that, oh, you know, uh, it's good to improve, but it's also just as important to not forget what you have and who you are right. at, that, well, at, the, at the moment. Yeah. Right, and also, but also to really appreciate who you are means I can't do everything that everybody else does, and yes. you know, and I'm I'm mainly talking about uh, weight loss. For so many years, especially when I was performing, you know, I was very unhealthy in terms of not eating, you know, just doing crazy stuff, especially when I was doing pageants. I mean, you know, that's a whole other tier of whatever. But the past year, I've I've started to recognize and realize what I can do, what I can do and what makes me feel okay and feel I can do this, you know? So instead of me uh, saying, okay, I'm going to do the whole 30. I mean, let's get real. I'm not doing that. I mean, I'm not doing that, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You know, and the misery and the. Yeah. I mean, there's there's certain things that I just know at the gate ain't going to happen. Yeah. And I'm okay with that because if I think about it, it, it's really not about your age because at 20, I wouldn't have done it. So definitely at 56, I'm not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? But there's, but, but I found what I can do that I can even under stressful circumstances, like now I'm dealing with some stress. I still can do it. It hasn't veered me, you know, and when I get off track, I don't think that I've blown the whole thing. And so oh, now I got to start out. No, I just get right back on course. It, it doesn't. So for, for me, I found something that because I'm changing how I see food, how I see myself. So, you know, that it becomes more doable. Yes. Yeah. The greater self-awareness, I find, you know, the more you are able to see realistic goals and appreciate what you accomplish as opposed to always looking for, but I didn't do this. Uh, I did this, but never mind what I've done. Uh, I should have been at point Z and I'm only at point C or D. Right. Um, and timing and timing. I, You know, I think that's one also another great thing about getting older is that we realize we're not as impatient um, because we've been around long enough to realize that certain things take time. And yeah, maybe at 22, I could lose 25 pounds in two weeks. You know, yeah. that's not my, yeah. you know, that's that's not my story anymore. Yes. But the thing I think the thing that really shifted for me in terms of that was when I realized that every time I've tried to do it before, what happened ends up happening. And I had to be honest with myself. What ends up happening is that when I start losing weight, I get anxiety about that. Because well, what do you think that's about? Well, because I've never been comfortable in my body, meaning I've always I've. I've never liked attention on my body, quote unquote. 
because you know when I was when I was becoming a teen, you know, being a teenager and becoming older, I had an hourglass, you know, like my I was shapely. So a lot of the boys in the neighborhood would say things and you know, over sexualize, right? And yes. I I took all of that and internalized it in a way that when I stopped dieting and you know you know performing and doing all that other stuff, I started to stuff myself because I because that made me feel comfortable, that made me feel that made me feel grounded, right? Well, and it made me it, yeah, and it made yeah. me feel safe, right? Yes. Because every yeah. you know because I mean, I'm not saying ooh, you know, I just I just come out looking like Halle Berry. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when there's a shift in terms of weight for me, and I start to get some some sense of attention, I would then recoil and I would just go into a little shell, right? Uh -huh. And then I would it would I would blow it, and I would I would start on that path again of self destruction because I realized I was not comfortable sitting in a space of attention which is hilarious because being as a performer of course all eyes are on you but you realize that you are the one walking on stage and you're expecting people to look at you and you're in control right walk walking down the street and some guy says some kind of lewd thing you know i, I didn't i didn't i i didn't know how to take that and i didn't know how to process it for myself yeah. in terms of saying you know, because I didn't like it and it was just so horrible. I, I felt so horrible when someone would say something to me and it was always a, a, a fixation on my body that I just, you know, I, 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 I couldn't handle it. Yes. But, you know, now I'm going around potholes and corners looking for somebody to say something to me, you know, <laughs> I'm like, please, you know. <laughs> And, you know, I'd just be walking around, sticking my butt out even more, you know. Yes. <laughs> uh, excuse me, Ossifer. Uh, you know, no. I mean, <laughs> it's, but, oh. no, in, in all seriousness, I think now I, I understand my power. And I understand that, that that does not mean that someone can overpower me or that, you know, I need to um, accept someone's, lewd remarks or you know what i'm saying like i don't have to i don't have to damage my body or damage my self-esteem because someone is saying something that that's very hurt, hurtful to my ear uh -huh. about my physical appearance yes. or my you know so um so yeah so i think th that part of the res resolution for me has been great because i can take my time you know, I think we also have a date, you know, when you always have a, like, especially if you're losing weight. Oh, okay, I'm going to lose weight for, well, it's never for a wedding. Uh, well, not mine. Um, not yours, yes. But, you know, there's always some grand reason for doing and, something. And it's always other, you know. Yes. It's not, oh, I'm going to lose this weight because in three weeks I just want to feel even better about myself. Mm -hmm. It's mm -mm. external deficit. Deadlines. Which is interesting because it's, it's external validation, but the reason why I am gaining weight is because of the, the validation, <laughs> but not in the way, like you said, I can't control it and I can't control what someone says. And I also can't control who says it to me. And that's the key. Uh -huh. Now, if somebody like Idris Elba says something to me, I wouldn't have a problem. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. Well, let's. I, I, I would agree. Uh, I I guess, you know, now at this point in, in your life, though, do you feel like weight loss is something that is for you as opposed to external validation? You know, I want to feel better. I want to move better. I want to... Oh, no, honey, I want to look better. I do. <laughs> I mean, key. The key for me is, you know, I, you know, I have to be honest. Okay. I want to look, I want to look amazing at in my fifties and in my sixties. I'm not going to lie. That's at the top of my list. Yes. You know, I want, I want to look incredible for my age, for my age. 
I don't uh, looking incredible at my age. No, 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 no. For my age, okay. For your age. Yes, that that that's you know, and I can be honest and say that. But, but on top of that, I know I notice now how I feel. Whereas before, when I was losing weight, that never even occurred to me how I feel. How I feel mm -hmm. different now as opposed to before. Now I'm much more aware of how I feel. You know. Yeah. Now you care about you, right? But but I'm but I'm saying before you know I mean that's always going to be at the top of my list. I mean you know I'm I'm vain in that way. I ain't gonna lie, but you know, but well, now yeah. I I've added to that that I I notice how I feel, how my body feels, uh -huh. you know, um, and I can't say that 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 was ever that was never an indicator for me. That was always you know. I didn't, that, that wasn't even secondary. That was not even on the on the Richter scale. That, that you know, um, no, it just what you know. Uh, right. But um, a lot of the uh, dietary pursuits were painful. Uh, so obviously, thought about how you feel was was not high on the list. Right. Well, and I, these people going on the knife and all this other stuff is like no, that's never been my thing. First of all, I don't, I don't. Mm -mm. But whatever, yeah. Well, because once, like you said, it's all about control. Mm -hmm. I need to control this situation, and me paying somebody thirty thousand dollars to 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 you know cut off some uh, some fat that if you don't do what you need to do, it's going to come back or it's going to be re it's going to redistribute somewhere else. That to me, I mean, I don't begrudge anybody who does it. I just, for me, I just you know that just never has been. A thing, you know. Right. Well, and that brings up the subject of you know resolutions, but but instant gratification. And how do you feel your feeling about instant gratification has changed over time? Hmm. I don't know how, how, but for you, how what like what are your resolutions, and how have you decided to moving forward in twenty twenty? Well, you know, I'm getting more grounded in the idea of what's happening right now and um, you know that a lot of times in my life it's always been well I'll do this in order to get to this spot and then get to this spot well once you're at the designated spot that you said you were going to get to what then so what I've been trying to do is say is, is way in the balance. How much effort am I going to have to put in to getting to somewhere I say I want to be versus what's the payoff once I get there? And I find that as I get older, uh, I look at, well, how much effort am I going to have to put in and how content, and I mean that in a positive way, content in that I'm appreciating how, what it took to get to where I am and the people and all the positive connections around it and do do I want to leave this place and if I do want to push on past this what's the payoff for doing that um, well do you find also that your list is a lot shorter because I I, I know that the list used to be very long all these res you know like 10 resolutions or whatever you know Right, and I've noticed that as the years go by, it gets shorter and shorter and shorter. So, for you, do you find that you just have one or two things that are big ticket items that you want to, you know? Yeah, I think so, and they tend to be. Uh, I don't know. They, they're they're not objective. I mean, they are objective in that you know I can attain them, but they they. Are, they tend to be some in, intangibles. Like, I mean, I, I would like to um, certainly be in the year and be in a better financial footing than I was last year. Right. Um, so that means for me now, what kinds of things can I do that are reasonable that are not going to cause me to put in 18 hour days right. <laughs> that will get me what will be more of a financial footing right so right. i'm not willing to sacrifice the quality of my life now for the potential of something 
uh, at the end of the year. And I, I guess, and also, aren't you more, you're more uh, aware of your ability, your abilities in terms of you gotten to know yourself a little bit better now? So you're not going to say, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z because I want, I want more money. So I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Just like you said, 18 hour days. That's not me. I don't want to do that. Yes. <laughs> that's just not and in I'm, my, I'm you know. More I'm more accepting of, of myself. You know, for a long time, I would be, for instance, apologetic about what my day is like. I mean, I think you and I have discussed this before. Friends know that and it's kind of a joke that, that don't call me in the morning because to me that's the middle of the night and uh, I'm much better between the hours of uh, 12 and 6 for business right uh, and then you know winding down business around 9:30 or so um, and then the rest of my evening is for me, which may then go from like 10 to 3. Right. So I, I used to be apologetic about that, but then I thought, you know, this has always worked for me. I, right. Uh, so embrace that. Work with it. Um, there will be times when I have to do something in the morning. It's not the end of the world, but I'm able to say to myself, okay, that's fine if I'm somewhere for a week and everybody gets up at seven o'clock in the morning. That's not actually. It's kind of nice. I get to see things that I never see in my ordinary day. <laughs> like day daylight. Sunrise. <laughs> yeah. Daylight. You know. Right. Sunrise. Breakfast. Who knew it could be so enjoyable? It's uh, highly overrated, honey. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm less apologetic about what works for me, and and I'm also more accepting of of other people and how their lives work. Right, because I mean, I find that once you, it's interesting because don't you find that once you start accepting so many other things about yourself that are that you used to always cringe about, it's so much easier to accept people as they are. Yeah, like I don't have. I don't have a lot of, well, you should do this and you should be this. Uh, I'm more willing to go, hmm. Well, now, if I was that person. Yeah. That Well, not if I was that person. Well, that person has a different perspective on life and a different thing. So, and that's okay. Exactly. It's easier yeah, for me so. to, to, to say, you know, that's all right. Yeah, more of a live and let live attitude, truly, about people, and um, you know, less wanting everybody to do do it my way is the only mm -hmm. way. I just think that's energy that's expended in a direction you have no control over. Well, I will say this: you were absolutely right. But when it comes for me planning a party or something, no, you got to do it my way. That's that's it's, you know. But that's because you've been designated as the person to plan. If you're right, doing but it, I yes, I don't think I'll ever bend on those things. <laughs> that I but and also that with that I've recognized and and I've accepted who I am in that in that realm too. Like I've accepted that I become like you know checklist checklist. You know, like and that's fine and that's okay. Well, yes. But I've also recognized when I know someone is not like that and I have and they have a job to do, I give them something that I know I'm not going to flip out over if they don't get it done at the at the time that I need it done. You know what I'm saying? That, that sounds like something you have learned through experience. Right. So I don't Right. And also I'm not going because you want to participate. But you know and I know that you're not very good with time and urgency and all those things that I hold so dear when I'm planning something. Yes. I've learned to, to, and I've gotten burned enough to realize, to respect myself enough to know this person is not going to come through for you in the way that you need them to come through. And to save the friendship or to save, to save the relationship, yeah. you yeah. give them something that's so minor, but they still feel a part of it, that it's not going to matter. Uh -huh. 
if they get it to you in a week or three weeks. Yeah. Yes. But, but I've gotten softer enough to know that everybody wants to be a part of it. And everybody's not going to be on my time, you know, in my time frame, especially if I'm not paying you, you know, I'm not the boss uh-uh. in, in a way that, you know, you're going to adhere to a timeline. I mean, I know you'll try your best, but I've learned that I know you and I know your limitations and I'm going to work within those limitations. And this is what you're going to do because I know me and I know how I get so to make it a pleasant experience for everyone concerned. <laughs> yes. And that, and honestly, that has worked for me. Yeah. It's like you have certain friends who you know are going to be late. You just know they're going to be late. So I don't go to movies with you. I don't go to shows with you. Mm-hmm. Because I want to be there before the credits start. Yeah. I want to be sitting in my seat when the curtain opens. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't want to be sitting in the lobby waiting for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because right. that 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 sends me to a whole other place that I know you don't really want to go with me. So I I've learned to only play in certain things with certain people based on how I know they respond to time. True. And it's taken me ten years. 10 years to figure that out. Right. Well, here's another thing, too, is that I think when you're younger, you may have a tendency to say, oh, this person is always late, so be gone from my life, to kind of dismiss people because of some trait they have. And um, as opposed to, I think as you get older, you say, uh my friend of 40 years has never been on time for anything. So as you said, there are things that I don't do with them that require them to be punctual. But that person can still be a very good and a very dear friend. Absolutely. Other qualities. Absolutely. They're great to go to a coffee shop with. Because we're not on a time shift. You know? Right. Right. You know, being 10, being 10, 15 minutes, even 30 minutes late is really not going to be that big of a deal if I'm sitting at a, at a coffee shop waiting for you or a restaurant. Yeah. It, you know, being that late. Okay. But if I'm waiting for you at a show, which there was one particular friend that I had, and I do say had, um, that this person was always habitually late to the point where the last the, the last time I decided to do something with this person was when my sister was in town and I wanted her to have dinner with us. And so what I did was I made the dinner reservations around the corner from her apartment. And do you know this person still did not show up and was still late? Mm. And that's when I realized this person has absolutely no respect for your time. And this person doesn't need to deal. You don't need to deal with this person anymore when it comes to a social setting or going out socially. And so then I just cut that off and I would chat with this person on the phone or I email this person. And that was it because I had already made that determination. And trust me, there have been so many times that this person and I would go to, you know, concerts and restaurants. And this person was always, always habitually late to the point where it was, it was, it was just, it, it was bad. So, yeah. And I think that's the other side of, you know, as you get older, there are things that you will more quickly say, uh, there are certain deal breakers that, that you don't put up with and you just say, you know, what am I getting out of this relationship? Um, if I'm resentful, uh, this relationship isn't anything that's healthy for either one of us. And I'm I'm out of here. I'm not going to put up with it anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that, that that was a friendship that just, I couldn't say that we're not still friends. It's just, it's, you know, we haven't been in contact in a, in a very long time. But, um, but 
that was a very learn that was a learning lesson for me in terms of respecting myself and respecting my time yeah. and not and not just you know letting someone just and honestly that's letting someone walk over you walk all over you yeah and once i realized that i can't do this with this person anymore i have no i have no desire to do it i'm done uh-huh. uh it was better for me and now i act accordingly if you show me who you are two two times that we've gone out we hang out and you show me then you you're gonna put in well i used to have this uh, acquaintance that she'd say i'll put you in another category <laughs> Uh, yeah. And you then you you move to another category. Yes. Uh-huh. So I can't do something with you that I know that I we need to be on time for. That's just not gonna happen. Yeah, and there are few places in life where time is not important. But the, as you said, the greatest importance of time is that you feel respected. Mm-hmm. And and if you're always waiting and. Then you've got to evaluate why is it I am still in a relationship with this person, and and also you also have to respect who you are as a person in terms of just you know I've I've taught several of my friends to say no, you know uh, if someone invites you somewhere and you really are not feeling it, you can say no. <laughs> it's better, it, you know. To do nowadays. Oh, honey, it's so easy for me. I mean, you know. Uh, but my my coworker, I was tell, I would tell, you know, he would always say yes, and then when the day would come, he hate, he didn't want to go. And so I said to him, "Why don't you stop saying yes when you don't know how you're going to feel on the day?" I said, "You you're you're saying yes on the day that they're inviting you because you could do it right at that moment." Uh-huh. Four days from now, you're not going to be feeling it. Right. So why don't you say, you know what? Let me get back to you. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to readily say yes, or you don't all have to readily say no. You can just say, let me get back to you. Yeah. Because, yeah. I, you know, I what, what I learned in that is that I would always say yes, and then I'd get there, and I'd be surly because I didn't want to be there. Yes. So... Uh-huh. Isn't it better? Isn't it better for Shanta to say no? Because she's not going to ruin your party. Um, You know. And so now my friends know that if I say yes, I really mean it. I don't feel like it's an obligation. I don't feel like I got to, you know what I'm saying? They know that I really want to be there. And I think if you're just much more. You just have to be much more honest with yourself about who you are and what it is that are your deal breakers and, and also just just being honest with yourself. And I think a lot of a lot of it saying no is very, very difficult, especially for women, um, to honor that part of yourself. Because it's kind of like, well, what are you doing? I don't have to be doing anything. I'm doing what I need to do. I'm doing what I want to do. Which is nothing. It's like you have patterned your life in a certain way that you have to do certain things. Have to, I don't know. But if you're married, you have kids, there's certain things you got to do. I don't. (laughs) I'm free as a bird. So if I don't want to go to a party, I don't have to. There you go. As simple as that. Right. And it goes back to our old conversation about uh, my being at home because I choose to be there and quote, do nothing, unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it, it just reminds me of the t-shirt that says, you know, my solitude uh, is something that's there to protect not only me, but protect you. <laughs> yeah. There are times that we need to pull ourselves away and see our solitude as a finite, definite thing we need to do for right. ourselves. Well, also, we earned it. We, we've we earned it because we've, we've patterned our life accordingly. Yeah. I don't need, you know, I don't need to throw, you know, to just put all this stuff in my life because of certain things that have, that I've done and I've, I've taken on. Uh-huh. If I've taken on a marriage and I've taken on children, 
there's a certain level of obligation that goes into that. And because I don't have those two things, which I was very aware of, you know, I can, I've earned the right to sit at home on a Saturday and Sunday if I want to all day and watch television because I can do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to get up and make breakfast for somebody. I don't have to get up and, you know, like that, that is part of the beauty of, of our, our life as a single person. And granted, yes, there are other things that you say, you know, there is a loneliness there. But I think, you know, that, like we said, you get that way even when you're with somebody. So that's not, you know. But I used to have these friends who would always say something about me staying at home. I, I don't need to do things. What do I need to do? What? Right. What? Right. I, what I need to do is I'm going to work every day taking care of myself. Everything else is just icing. Okay? And... You know, I don't need to, oh, no, why don't you go out and do things on the weekends? Because I don't want to. Well, well, you know, like people don't understand. Just, be, you know, you have people in your life who are doers. And it's just like you do, 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 do you. <laughs> you go do whatever you need to do. Because that's you. That's not, that's not me. Well, and I, you know, and now I don't feel bad. I don't, you know. I don't, I don't allow other people who you are to infringe upon who I am. And I think a lot of times people do that. It's like, I don't, I don't make people feel bad about what, you know, I've never in my life said to somebody, why are you always doing stuff? Why don't you just rest? <laughs> because it's not my life. It's not my life. So why would I even say that to you? Yeah. You know, we're, we're just very different people. And I'm okay with that, but I think a lot of times people are not okay with it if you're very comfortable in it, because it must mean something. Well, and I think if more people had or allowed themselves a bit of solitude, everybody, no matter who, who it is, married, single, right. whatever, you, it would allow you the time to just kind of sit back and have a different perspective, even on your own life, and, and stop just doing uh, and and you know punching things off of your to-do list um so i i think there's a lot to be said for everyone having some solitude and, and making it a, a formal part of their lives well maybe that's what we can do as one of our resolutions is to honor our solitude even more I love the poetry of that statement, and I love even more the doing of that. Yes. Yes. Uh, we do. We need to honor that solitude and see it not as, oh, I'm doing nothing. It's, the problem is for people Honey, are, the most beautiful, the most beautiful sound is when I tell people, they say, what do you do this week? And I say, nothing. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Yes. That's a beautiful answer. It tugs at my heart. <laughs> and it really is. It, it's an active, passive self-care. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Be still. Be still. We hope you've enjoyed tonight's episode. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And also check out our website, a table four, spelled F-O-U-R, and the number one, dot com. There you'll find interesting articles, our episode calendar, product recommendations, and information on becoming a patron. Thanks for listening.